Hi guys, welcome to the journey to becoming a master closer and successful entrepreneur podcast. Now I'm your host, Basil Ting, and this being the first episode, I wanted to give a very brief introduction about myself and why I wanted to do this podcast. Right? So I'm currently in doing sales, being a closer in Singapore, based in Singapore, and also Indonesia, Batam. Right? I'm in the B2B space and over the past one year I've did about six hundred K sing dollar in sales obviously there is uh, sadly there is not my commission but yeah so I'm, I'm in sales i've been learning how to do how to uh, negotiate how to improve on negotiation skills how how to be a better closer how to respond better to clients cold calling prospecting all those good stuff right all those sales processes of listening to podcasts listening to um, watching youtube videos or relating to related to sales Right? And also being a better closer, trying to improve my craft as I go along this journey. And I'd like to share at least one or two cases of my sales calls every single week with you. And hopefully from there, you'll gain some insights to what actually a salesperson or a closer in Singapore does on a daily basis. Okay, And the next segment will be, as well, I'm also aspiring to become a very successful entrepreneur in future, have my own business. Currently, I'm still working. But... Entrepreneur being such an in thing, everybody seems that they want to be a piece. They want a piece. Uh, sorry, they want to be part of the game. They want to be an entrepreneur, but nobody talks about how hard is it, how how difficult is it, how how hard is it to start your own journey, to start your own business, to leave your job, to quit school, to quit college. Actually, it's very very tough. So hopefully, I have a few plans. I have a few journeys coming up, I have a few business trips coming up of my own, and I would like to share this journey with you. And hopefully you will learn something along the way, uh, gain some insights of what actually I'm doing in, 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 as a sales, as a closer in Singapore. Alright, so let's get into this episode. What not to do as a car salesperson? Now I've seen, I want to share with you a story that happened to me and my friends in JV, Johor Bahru, which is a state in Malaysia, on the southern side of Malaysia, connected to Singapore, if you're not aware. Right? So I want to share with you a true story that happened. So my friend, Spencer and Elaine, husband and wife, right? I was in their house that defined day. And one day, Spencer's car broke down. I think he has some issues with the, 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 the IT part of the car. It's a Range Rover. So he has some technical issues with it. So the car can barely move. Right. And he was very, very disappointed. He was very disheartened. He was like, what happened to my car? Oh no, it's not even an old car. It's only five years old, maximum six years old. What happened to my car? So he was very disheartened. And the wife, Elaine, being very generous, being the good wife that she is, she said, probably it's time for you to change or get a new car. All right. So they research a bit. By the way, I've read an article somewhere. Consumers nowadays are so smart that 60% of people who wanted or who intends to purchase a new car will always go do their research online beforehand. So if you're a car dealership, probably this is a good tip for you. You have to get online. You have to have some information online. You have to get yourself, get your name, get your car dealership out there online. Because that is where people are going before they even go to your place, your physical store. They're going to go to your online store and do price comparison, do uh, specs comparison, do price checks before they even go to your store or before they even call you, right? 
I think it's about 60 or 70 percent. That's, that's the stats that I've read about two, three months ago. I'm, I'm not too sure, sorry, don't quote me on that. But yeah. So Elaine did a bit of a research for FPs, the Jaguar FPs, for Porsche Cayenne, and, and for the Range Rover Vela. So these three cars that they're interested in. And it, it so happens that there's only one car dealership in JB that sells Jaguar FPs. So so we're, we're, we're deciding to go, we decided to go to visit this car dealership on a Sunday in JB. That's when people are still working. Sundays people are working in. So I couldn't remember if it was a Saturday or a Sunday, but it doesn't matter. Okay, so on this fine day, three of us we went to the car dealership. Alright, before this we gave him a phone call, we gave the car salesperson a phone call saying we're coming, saying we're looking for this car, right? So, we went to the car dealership in, and keep in mind we drove in, we, we, we drove in with, we drove in in a Mercedes GLC, I think it's 300 or 250, I have no idea, but it's a Mercedes car, right? So, Let's take a pause here. We are incoming leads. We are hot leads. Now, this is what every salesperson should dream of getting every single day. Incoming and outgoing, or inbound or outbound. Inbound leads have the highest close ratio because customers have the desire, have the intent to purchase already before they even, before you even do any selling on your part. So, customer already have Incoming leads, customers already have the intent to purchase and the closing rate is much, much, much higher than outgoing leads. Alright? So, we, we that's, that's precisely what we are. We are incoming leads. We did our research. We wanted to buy a new car. We went to the car dealership in a Mercedes. Well, now, obviously, driving, whatever car you're driving, shouldn't matter too much. But driving a Mercedes means that you're somewhat, you're somewhat successful. You somewhat have money to splurge. You're not driving the cheapest car. A car is a mode of transportation. It's a means of transportation. If you can afford, or if you're driving a Mercedes, it either means two things. One, you're somewhat successful, that you can splurge on this kind of uh, luxurious, luxury items, or you're broke as fuck, but you like to impress other people with good cars. Either way, doesn't matter to the salesperson, to him, who are still hot leads. Right? So, the first thing the salesperson, or just, let's just let's just call him Jackson. Now the first thing Jackson has to say when he saw us was, he started to talk about the specs, the functions, the features. Now he started to sell us about all these features, self-parking, the three-liter mill and two trim levels, 340 horsepower and 550 nanometer or mm of torque. I have no idea what that means, and he started to talk about all these specs, right? So, my friend, my friend's family said, can we go for a test drive? Obviously, if you're buying a car of that price range, you would like to go for a test drive, right? You wouldn't buy, oh, I like this car, I'll buy it. I mean, I mean probably you would, but <laughs> not most people. So, we went, we went for a test drive. Now, this is the part where it really stunned me. When Spencer wanted to go drive to the highway or to the freeway, right? He said, the car salesperson, Jackson, said, no, you're only allowed to drive within the perimeter of our car dealership, which is about 200 meters of, of space, and it's a very, very small road. So there's no way, there's, there's no way that Spencer could drive 
this car to its full potential in terms of speed, in terms of horsepower, in terms of acceleration, all those good stuff, right? So he, he didn't really get a chance to like the car. As we're driving inside the car, being, being the small area that it is, it was very shaky, there are a lot of rocks being in Malaysia, sorry to say, but Malaysian roads are not so good. I'm not, you, know, you, better, you, better, you better improve that. Right. I have no idea how to, how to say this, but the road condition is not so good. Somewhere is only inside the parameters of the car dealership. Right. So it's about, it's about, it's about 200 meters of, of roads. It's not even straight roads, right? It's, 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 it's a circle around, it's a circle, it's a perimeter around the car dealership, right? So there's no way for Spencer to really accelerate, to really drive the car, to really taste the car, the Jaguar F-Pace, right? Now, it's, this is a 600,000 ringgit car, and he isn't, he's not allowed to test drive the car on the freeway, right? Then in the car, we, we, we kind of felt that it was a bit shaky at the back because of the road conditions, the wife, uh, uh, Elaine and I were at the back. Then um, it was very shaky. It, was, it wasn't a pleasant experience, right? It wasn't a pleasant experience. Then it was about five minutes. Five minutes later of uh, of rounds in in the perimeter of the car dealership, we got down the car. We said we had we've had enough. It wasn't a pleasant ride. It wasn't. This is six. This six hundred thousand ringgit car isn't worth even one hundred thousand at that point. In the back of our minds, right? So Spencer got out of the car. None of us were talking. And the next thing the salesperson said was even more worse than the first thing he said. Than, than the things that he's, he's done, like not allowing us to drive the car, talking the specs of the car too early in, into, 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 into the conversation. Now what he did was, he said, Mr. Spencer, this color really suits you. I'm like, what the f are you saying, man? Like, what the hell are you saying? Who the, who the hell says that? And it was so awkward because Spencer had, had, had no, he had no liking for the car whatsoever at that point. Right? He didn't like the car and he didn't get to test drive the car. And the first thing the salesperson said when we get down the car, when there was a very, a very awkward silence, the car salesperson said, yeah, this car, this car color suits you a lot. And it was, it, it got, I cringed inside, but I said nothing. I kept quiet the whole time because it's none of my business. I'm not the one buying the car. So let, let, let the salesperson do his job. Maybe I'm wrong. Right. So I cringed inside so bad. And the next thing, the next thing was we went, we, we decided to go. Right. We didn't test, we didn't drive the car. We didn't test drive the car. We didn't like the car. So there's no point for us staying any longer. So we decided to go. Now, the, when we got into the car, on our way back to our house, the car salesperson Jackson started to text my friend, text Elaine, like uh, because we told him uh, we were also comparing between uh, Cayenne, uh, Porsche Cayenne, so he sent us a lot of specs, right? So I'm, I shall, I, I'm not lying to you, I couldn't lie to you. Now what he, what Jackson did was he blasted Elaine's WhatsApp with a whole page, a whole page or two pages of voice messages, and some images. Now basically. The essence of those is, he tried to say, oh, because uh, they're under the same company, so Porsche body and the Jaguar F-Pace body is basically the same. They have the same engine, they have the same uh, horsepower, they have the same this and that, this and that, right? So, 
at this point, we're already on our way back. We didn't like the car. Then I said, I asked Elaine, do you feel, do you feel anything to these kind of uh, messages now? Do you feel any, any sudden urge to buy the car now? Because at this point, I said, you, since you left the car dealership on the low, you're never going back. I said, and she said, I agree with you 100%, Basil. I agree with you 100%. And then Spencer come and turned around and told me, do you hear what he just said? He said the color suits me. I'm like, I'm like, who the hell are you to know that the color suits me? Like, how would you even say that? Like, who the hell says that? I'm like, exactly, exactly. So, what we can learn here is, as, as a car salesperson, as a car salesperson, it's not your job to talk about the specs. Obviously, you have to know your specs. You have to know, you have to be technically informed. But it's not your job to blast clients or to blast incoming hot leads with all these specs. Now, instead, what you should do, what I would do is, okay, incoming leads come. They drove a decent car, a Mercedes, a decent car to the car dealership. By the way, this is a premium car dealership, right? So you draw a decent car to car dealership. Incoming hot leads, they ask you online, like, they ask you over WhatsApp, like, like uh, do you have this car? Can we come and view it, right? So they're incoming hot leads. Now, the first thing you have to identify is they are incoming, incoming hot leads. So you should treat them as such. So what I would have done is, hi, Mr. Spencer. Hi, Mr. Elaine. Hi, Basil. Which car would you like to test drive today? Very straightforward. Don't even have to talk about the specs of the car. Because when you're buying such an expensive car, it's not because of the specs. Can you agree? We buy luxurious items not because of the specs, but because of how the how buying or how owning this, this piece of equipment, this piece of vehicle can make you feel. Now, why would you buy an LV bag? A Louis Vuitton bag. Why would you buy a Gucci bag? It's not because those bags are very good. They're of high quality of the craftsmanship. No. It's because they're branded. They make you look rich. They make you feel rich. They make you feel good about yourself. And they make you look cool in front of your friends. Right? So the first thing I would do is, which car would you like to test drive today? Oh, Spencer would then say, I would like to test drive the Jaguar F-Pace. Then I'll be like, okay, great choice. Uh, we only have one left in the car dealership. Right, let's go for a test drive. Please drive up. Now, obviously, I know some. Sometimes you you have to collect deposit because people will just drive around the car and then, and then get it all messed up. Right, you you damage your car. Obviously, you can collect a deposit. It's fine. Even if at this point you say we have to sir, sorry for this kind of a car for test driving, we need to collect a certain deposit, probably two thousand ringgit or three thousand ringgit just for safety purposes, but you'll get your full money, full cash back at the end of the test drive. Is that okay with you? Now, 99% of the time, they'll be like, okay, let's do it. Because in the whole of JB, they, they are the only car dealership with this Jaguar F-Pace. Right? So, now what happens is, when, as you're going onto the freeway, going onto the highway, your Spencer is pressing on the accelerator, they're driving past probably 100 km per hour, right? Now, as a car salesperson, what you have to do is, it's very little. All you have to do is not talk about specs at this point, still not talk about specs yet, right? All you have to do is, can you go a bit faster? 
Can you step, step a bit harder? Let's go a bit faster. Let's try. So as he's stepping, as he's stepping on the accelerator a bit harder, as he's going a bit faster, then you insert certain words like, Mr. Spencer, how does it feel? Is it smooth? He'll be like, yeah, it's smooth. Is it decent? Do you feel the power? Let's try hard. Let's, let's try faster. Let's go faster. How does it feel? Do you feel any sudden jerks? Do you feel any bumpiness? Probably he'll be like, yeah, it feels good. It's not too bad. Okay? Then, alright, then you go for the drive. At this point, you just go for a drive. Let him enjoy the car. Full speed of the car. Let him go faster. Test out the car. Experience the car. Fully immerse. Immerse in the experience of the Jaguar F-Pace. Because I believe it's a good car. It's a very good car. It's a very expensive car. But it's a very good car. The driving experience should be very good. Alright? Then after that, when they go back to the car dealership, now when they're done driving around the car, driving around in the Jaguar F-Pace, back to the car dealership, now is your time to talk about specs. Why? Because Spencer already likes the car. Or any customers already likes the car. But assuming they like the car, of course. Assuming they like the car. If they don't like the car, then we go to another car. Assuming they like the car, emotionally, they love the car. Now it's your time to let them justify the purchase with specs, with logical sense, with common sense, with logic. <coughs> right? So, what you can do now is, yeah, the car is very fast, it's very powerful because of the 340 horsepower, the 3 liter male and the 2 trim levels. Now you start to justify internally that, okay, this car is really good because I like it and also there are a lot of uh, these kind of uh, high-end specs that really, that really justifies the car, justifies the price, excuse me, right? So then he'll be like, okay, 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 yeah, this car is pretty good. Now what's the price? Then we move forward with the sales. We can go into negotiation, we can go into um, closing, we can go into creating urgency, but those are all for another podcast, another episode, right? So basically, what I wanted to share is, as a car salesperson, do not bombard incoming hot leads with specs directly. Instead, you have to let them like the car. You have to emotionally justify the purchase of the car first, and then go with uh, common sense, go with logic to justify the purchase of the car. Now, that's how I would do it. I, I s- Which one do you think is more powerful? Which one do you think has, more, has a higher chance of closing? I would like to hear your input as well. Now that is how I would do it as as from my experience as a as a salesperson, as a closer in Singapore. Now that is how I would do it. But I would like to hear from you as well. How would you do it? How would you do it differently than me? Okay. Alright, so that concludes the first episode of this podcast. And hopefully you've gotten some information, some insights out of it. Um um, some, some, some lessons you have learned along the way and hopefully as a car salesperson you will not do any of those things that Jackson did in this round and hopefully you have gained some uh, lessons from my, my, my recommendation as a closer because what he did there, what Jackson did there really literally costed him probably thousands or even tens of thousands of ringgit in commission because guess what? Once the customer, once an incoming lead goes out 
of your car dealership without interest, they are never coming back. They are never coming back. But on the other hand, if you made them, you've, 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 it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that you have to close them on the spot. For this case, probably you can. But let's say you cannot close it on the spot. But guess what? Next time, if you follow up closely, again, follow up is for also for another, another episode. If you follow up closely and correctly without being too needy, guess what? The next time they want to buy this Jaguar F-Pace, the first person that comes to mind will be you, Jackson. Alright? So please do uh, leave me a review on iTunes. Uh, leave me a review and leave me some comments like what would you like to hear in this podcast and what do you think about my approach to this, to this specific uh, deal? How would you do it differently? How can I improve as well? Alright, so this is, this is where we can learn together. This is only my two cents on this situation, but please feel free to leave me a comment, leave me a review and say, and, and, and tell me how can I improve or how, how would you do it differently. Alright, till next time.